Jordy here from the Jordy Podcast. Today we're broadcasting live. We'll be talking about why Omarosa's book may not be a number one seller, why Apple isn't spying on you, and Twitter, they say that Alex Jones' content was not violating their policies. But was it? All of that and more on episode 36 of the Jordy Podcast. This episode is brought to you in part by SE Ranking. Go to j-story.com slash SE Ranking. Get a 14-day free trial and help support the show. This is the new intro. I really do hope you like it. We're broadcasting live 2.45 p.m. on Tuesday, August 14th. I hope you enjoy the show. This is the Jay Doherty Podcast. Here's your host, Jay Doherty. Jay Doherty Podcast, Tuesday, August 14th, episode 36. I really do hope you uh, like that new intro. I did spend a, a good amount of time uh, putting that together for the podcast, and it's going to change, of course, uh, as time goes on. Uh, you know, with with the, the with with the script and the music and everything. But uh, I did do a heavy heavy effects processing on uh, on that episode there. So it, uh, it hopefully it sounds good. There's a lot to talk about today. We're gonna be talking about Amarosa. She's not the most credible source in the world. We'll talk about uh, Wolf Blitzer. He was on Jimmy Kimmel last night. Reddit's co-founder uh, s- says that he knows all the trolls. He has advice for in moderating that. And Amarosa's, uh, excuse me, Trump. The Trump campaign now taking action against Amarosa. And uh, what else are we gonna talk about? We'll, we'll talk about Trump's recent attacks and briefly talk about. Peter Strzok, he, he was just fired. Uh, Trump tweeting out very recently, I guess we'll get to this first, he tweeted that uh, Strzok started the illegal uh, rigged witch hunt, which is not really a witch hunt, of course. Uh, and he goes on to say in the tweet that came out seven hours ago, why isn't this so-called quote-unquote probe, and it immediately question mark, why aren't these angry, angry and conflicted Democrats instead looking at crooked Hillary? He also said that uh, Peter Strzok is a fraud, in, on Twitter, as as is the rigged investigation he started, there was no collusion or obstruction with Russia, and everybody, including the Democrats, know it. The only conclusion and obstruction was by crooked Hillary, the Democrats, and the DNC. So I, do, I really don't understand why he's still on this issue uh, with the campaign, of course. Peter Straka, of course, uh, led the investigation into uh, Hillary Clinton's email. We talked about it on JDRC, which is another podcast that I host. Find more about it at uh, jdrcpolitics.com. Uh, yeah, so he he um he led the investigation into uh, Hillary Clinton's email server. He seemed to have been very biased. Uh, I mean, his personal beliefs are biased, uh, at least towards Hillary. He liked Hillary more. He didn't like Trump, but uh, he said multiple times, and I do believe that his views would not change the outcome of the situation. Uh, you know, because if I, uh, you know, the law is the law and facts are facts, and people aren't going to, you know, obstruct the facts unless they're really corrupt, like Trump presumably uh, views this guy as. But he's not. He's really not, in my opinion, of course. But he was just fired, so I don't know. Uh, you know, obviously he doesn't. he doesn't like him. Speaking of people who were fired, Omarosa, she was just fired by uh, John Kelly, and we talked about this yesterday. She Trump didn't know that she was going to be fired. There was a there was a tape uh, released by NBC, uh, and and uh, uh, Omarosa was widely disliked throughout the White House. Uh, she had one of the highest salaries, about uh, one hundred eighty thousand dollars. She was uh, classified as the as the president's assistant. Uh, she was a White House aide. Uh, 
she seemed to be a problem. Trump, uh, over the over the uh, time of him, you know, on the campaign trail to now, said many times that he did like Omarosa, but uh, just recently tweeting, that just seems to have changed, uh, he said that uh, when you give a crazed-crying lowlife a break and give her a job at the White House, I guess it just didn't work out. Good work by General Kelly for quickly, quickly firing that dog. That's right, uh, he called her a dog. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, he also just really just has um, shown a lot of displeasure. Excuse me, I did not mean for that to uh, that little beep to occur. But he, he's shown a lot of displeasure for Omarosa. Um, but on, on the phone call that she recorded where Trump was, you know, Trump heard from Omarosa supposedly that he didn't know, and I do believe that it was genuine, you know, surprise, he didn't know, it's a huge operation at the White House as he even says in the call, and we talked about this on the previous episode, I don't think he knew, and, but he did say, I'm very sad that you're leaving, oh, I did not know that, oh, I'm so, I, that, that makes me mad. But he didn't do anything. And, you know, this whole thing where, where where she recorded the conversation of Trump firing her on the phone, it's really, it doesn't matter. I mean, really, she's really kind of in it, I think, for the show business for the money. But that's not going to stop her. She's releasing a book. Uh, it's not doing as well as I would presume she projected. Uh, mostly because she's not classified as a credible source. And I think people are kind of overreacting. Well, it's not... I don't think actually, I, I think people aren't buying what she's saying, rightfully. I don't buy what she says. I don't think she's a credible source at all. I think her book will probably be interesting, but you can't take everything that she says as true. Because she's proved herself to be kind of in it for the fame. She's said it even in a TMZ interview, or basically like a TMZ stock thing, where they just walked down, uh, I think she was at an airport, and they asked her a couple questions. Uh, you know, she was just coming off the airport. She said there's like a White House Barbie. Actually, I think we have the clip. Let's hear it. you still be pr- I'm friends with the president and Trump at some point? I am no longer friends with him, nor do I want to. And it's, uh, what about people who have the question of why now come up with it? Why not handle it? When all this was going on, were you in the inside the White House? Is that a hard thing? Was that a hard thing? Grab the book. It's all in there. Three hundred and sixty-eight pages. Got to read the book, right? Okay. Well, so yeah, we'll just toss more money at you. Relationships inside the White House and everything like that too. Oh yeah. Some people getting it on in the way. (laughs) What about Hope Hicks? How was she? She was the main one. Who was the princess out of? Okay. Who was the princess out of the whole thing? Who couldn't be touched inside the White House? Again, more showbiz gossip type thing. Somebody called the White House Barbie, but you gotta grab the book. You got. I mean, seriously, she's pitching her book so hard. I don't really think the urge for her to get people to buy the book it does kind of just demeans her credibility. But let's just keep listening. One last thing, would you, is it fair to still stay, stay right now after the LeBron James situation? Alright, so they move on to a different topic. The audio quality is terrible. It's uh, outside. I don't blame anyone particularly for that, but I don't want to continue to watch that. Uh, we'll move on to some other news, though, fairly quickly. We'll come back. We'll circle back to Omarosa because I believe what we're what I'm being told right now is that uh, the Trump legal team is actually taking action, uh, filing arbitration. We'll get to that in a second. But I did want to... um point out something. Really interesting thing. Wolf Blitzer was on uh, uh, Jimmy Kimmel last night. I don't 
you know, I'm not biased to Kimmel. I know we talked about him yesterday with uh, Kanye West. Um, but Jimmy Kimmel had Wolf Blitzer on. He asked him about, uh, you know, his Blitzer's views on Trump attacking the media constantly. If he liked it, well, obviously he doesn't like it, but just his views, he, you know, Blitzer's never actually been addressed on the issue. I'm a huge fan of Wolf Blitzer. I'm a huge fan of his show. I, I like the way he does his bro- his broadcast, excuse me. Uh, let's let's take a listen. Good or bad for the news business? Well, I mean, we want people to watch, obviously, CNN. We want people to know what's going on. Our job as journalists, as reporters, is to report the news as fairly, as responsibly, as accurately as we possible, possibly can. We know we're the first draft of history, meaning that occasionally we'll make a mistake, and if we do, we correct it as soon as soon as possible. Uh, but uh, that's our responsibility. I've been doing it for a long time. Hope to be do- doing it for you know many years to come. But it's it's really an important part of our democracy to have an excellent world-class news organization like CNN is, like other news organizations are. And it's, it's very concerning, very worrisome of course that the is. president of the United States, you know, goes after us the, the way he does. Does it ever make you mad? Yes. It does, yeah. It, it makes me very mad. I, 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 very rightfully so. I mean, you know, without a free press, no one's going to be held accountable. And that's very true. I watch you a lot. It's not even about opinions, and I'll get to that in a second. When he says, you know, we're fake news and we're the worst, and he points at the journalists at, at these events, and he says, you know, we're... We are not the enemy of the people. You personally, you are here to say that you, Wolf Blitzer, are not the enemy of we, the people. We, not just me, but all of us, serious news organizations, uh, we are not the enemy of the American people. Uh, we report the news. It's part of our democracy. What worries me so much is that when the president says what he says, uh, it gives encouragement to dictators out there around the world to go after a free press. And they say, look, fake news disgusting people, we got to get rid of them. And, and it's a very... We Absolutely. have journalists at CNN and other major news organizations who risk their lives every day to get the story, to be responsible, and to do it in a fair way. And for the uh, president to belittle us, that's an awful, awful situation. And, now, and very, very dangerous. And now there are people... and. We're not even just talking about reporters specifically, but even there are camera guys and audio guys who are on the scene at a rally in Florida, and he's getting people stirred up. He doesn't know who's in that crowd. He doesn't know what someone might do. Right. It's truly irresponsible. Totally. If we got to get rid of him, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, trying to... It, Wolf Blitzer just laughed. It wasn't anything big, but... Uh, Obviously, he he does not like Trump, but I think really what he was trying to express, and I think he does actually say this in in real words, uh, that he wants the president to stop. He wants him to shut up. Uh, Let's let's keep listening. We have to to convince him to stop talking like that. It's it's really, really a dangerous situation. It's an awful situation, and uh, I I hope he, he stops doing it. Uh, That's Wolf Blitzer on Jimmy Kimmel. He also talked a little bit about uh, breaking news. This is kind of a funnier segment. I'm going to continue to share these kind of these funnier segments uh, in the future of the podcast. But he talks about you know Blitzer and everyone has vacations, right? They they have to go or they they get break from most work. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully get break from work to go on vacation. Uh, but news is a very constant thing, just like you know. Many jobs, very, you know, you have to be there, like doctors and and, and people who have to uh, constantly, you know, be aware, FBI agents, people who are, you know, can be called in at any time, they're always on call. Uh, News is no exception to that, Uh, and Kimmel actually asks, um, 
ask Blitzer when, like, what would be an example that you would have to leave for? Um, you know, what what would you have to what would you have to do? And and he actually says he's he's gonna run a couple of scenarios by him. Uh, and and it was really funny. I enjoyed it, and I just wanted to share it with you, my podcast audience. You tell me if these would be big enough for you to go back to CNN right. and cancel your vacation. All right. What if Trump fired Robert Mueller? I skip the vacation and I get back to work. Right to work. Yeah. What if the hotel room hooker tape came out? Allegedly. I, I stay okay. on vacation. You stay on vacation. <laughs> What if the vice president, Mike Pence, were to get an earring? Stay on vacation. You stay on vacation. What if Trump fell down the stairs of Air Force One? Ooh. I come, I come back. You come back. I come back. Yeah. Even if it was just a little ding? If the president of the United States falls down the stairs of Air Force One, and I've walked down those stairs uh, over the years many times, uh, it's not just a little ding. It's a big What deal. if Donald Trump Jr were to take one of his children to the zoo and accidentally shoot a lion in the cage. I stay on vacation. Stay on vacation. We have other people. What if Donald Trump were to accidentally lock himself out of the White House in his underpants? I stay on vacation. Stay on vacation. I have two more. Yeah. What if Melania were to wear a jacket that says, get me out? Stay on vacation. Stay on vacation. Yeah. And finally, what if Steve Bannon were to choke on a meatball sub? Stay on vacation. Stay on vacation. All right. That's right. Wish him the best. Boy, what a fascinating... All right. Uh, just to transitioning over to some more news. Uh, Let's see here. Yeah, well, the press secretary, uh, Sarah Sanders, just wrapped up her day, uh, her White House briefing. We're going to go and see exactly what happened. Basically, I believe what happened, I'm being told right now, that uh, she just uh, sought to defend President Trump's comments about, uh, of course, Omarosa, Manigault Newman, claiming that she was, quote, and this is her words, quote-unquote, voicing frustration. Earlier today, Trump referred, of course, to um, Newman as, uh, uh, Manigault Newman, I guess I should say, as a dog. That's uh, basically what happened, and uh, nothing cred- incredibly uh, um, breaking or anything. However, we do want to go uh, just to some live things. We're not going to cover anything, but the White House press briefing just ended. There was now, very recently, a deadly bridge collapse in Italy, uh, and the Manafort trial uh, is live right now. We'll, we're not going to be covering that on this episode, but we do want to get a check on, uh, your money here on, uh, the Jay Doherty podcast. We do it every time we're live. The Dow right now up, uh, 0.43%, sitting at 25,294.94. The S&P 500, 2,839, up 17.57, and up 0.62%. The NASDAQ is right now comfortably sitting at 78,006. Excuse me, 7,868.96, up 49.78, and that's going up uh, 0.64. Everything's up across the board today, uh, so doing very well for the days in the stock market. Um, let's see here. Everything else seems to be good uh, in, in terms of news, uh, but we're going to move on to some Twitter news, some social media news. Very interesting news here on this front. They, they say that... In, Twitter says Infowars have not violated their rules, but that doesn't really seem to be the case, actually. Uh, let's go to a direct message. Actually, Twitter's vice president uh, for trust and safety, his name is Del Harvey, he told employees in, that in, in an email on Wednesday that if the far-right conspiracy theorist Alex Jones, who just was completely obliterated and wiped out of almost all major social media platforms that drive his company Infowars, um... You know, just all of his income basically comes from YouTube and uh, radio stations, but he was just completely, 
completely wiped off of all of those. We even had a fake memorial for him yesterday on the podcast, episode number 35. Go ahead, I encourage you to check that out, j-dory.com or on the iTunes or Stitcher Radio app. Um, anyway, back to the statement from uh, Del Harvey. He said on an email on Wednesday that if the far-right conspiracy theorist Alex Jones and his fringe media organization Infowars had uh, posted to Twitter the same content that had been that led YouTube and Facebook to take action against Jones and Infowars, Twitter would have done something too. So basically saying that, you know, InfoWars didn't do anything that violated their rules. That's actually exactly what he says. Um, and he's actually, I mean, really, Alex Jones has gotten so much publicity from this. He's actually doing very well. He has an InfoWars app that has spiked in downloads after this whole thing happened. Uh, I don't really know if there's much more to say. I think he'll continue. He'll do something. He's not going to just disappear, or at least his company won't. I mean, he's very, he makes tons of money off of this this thing. It's incredible. Uh, and he's incredibly far right. If you want to just, I, I pulled a, I snagged a best, best of Alex Jones compilation, uh, and we played it on the podcast yesterday, so I encourage you again to listen to it. Uh, some more social media news. Reddit co-founder Alex Ohanian is, he says he's no stranger to the content moderation debate roiling all of social media, especially Reddit, and the it's a very if you don't know what Reddit is, it's basically a discussion platform. I'm on there all the time. If you want to follow me, JDDJR777. He said the platform has struggled with trolls, which I've experienced. There's been a lot of misinformation on the platform, as with any, and there's been tons of extremism. There was an interview uh, with uh, CNN's Lori Siegel, and she's actually interviewed a couple people in the technology world. She is CNN's technology correspondent. Um, and we're going to be talking about that in just a second. Um, but let's see here. I believe, oh yes, uh, yes. So she did an interview with Alex Ohanian. She also did one with Tim Cook. We'll get to that in a second about Apple's, uh, human rights beliefs. All right, let's, let's take a look to, uh, to Reddit. Put out an open letter following Trump's immigration ban and the executive order. This letter went viral. Uh, you said something like, Lady Liberty's lamp is dimming, which is a pretty powerful statement, especially for a tech executive with a very powerful social platform to, to say it. Can you take me to why this is so personal to you? It was something I felt I had to speak about in a personal capacity, and it became a professional capacity. Um, because they were so intertwined, right? I'm co-founder of Reddit. My mother uh, was uh, undocumented. Um, my father's entire family were refugees, some of whom were literally Syrian refugees from the Armenian Genocide. And so, you know, the story of immigration is one that is, it's the story of America, but it's a particularly pertinent one to me personally, because I've benefited from it, and, and Reddit as a platform would not exist had Lady Liberty not been there to receive some Syrian refugees who didn't speak English very well. Um, and then I'm grateful for it. It's very true. Great point uh, on his part. I believe the interview, if you want to see it, we'll have it in the show notes uh, from CNN. Uh, I think she did a pretty good job interviewing him. Uh, it was it was a good, very good, um, yeah, g- good article. Um, but... I think even more interesting right now, not to demean Reddit in any way, because I love their platform, I think it's really, really good, uh, it's actually a very great, uh, source for information, if you don't want to use Google, actually a lot of times, the answers that you get, uh, on Reddit are stemming from people who are smart, and a lot of smart people use Reddit, uh, to answer people's questions, some people actually do it professionally, I don't know how they make money or anything, but, uh, I know they do it professionally, 
All right, let's uh, transition over to some Apple news. Uh, Tim Cook addressed the issue of human rights and, and, and privacy, um, as he frequently does. We'll see if we can get the audio clip. I believe we're having some uh, technical glitches right now, but um, we're broadcasting live. It's about uh, 3.03 right now um, on uh, on, on uh, the Jay Doherty podcast. We're live streaming today. And it does not look like I will be able to pull that clip. Basically, what happened, we'll try and get it in a second here, but basically what happened, Tim Cook, uh, CEO of Apple, said that privacy is a human right, and Apple wants to supplement that belief by making every you know everything as private as possible and outlining their privacy policy uh, in the most simple way as possible. Basically, just saying that Facebook... they Their policy, their privacy policy was so elaborate incredibly very complicated uh and just no one could really understand it and it really needed to be in bullet points so people could understand what they were signing up for when they got the when they when they downloaded Facebook when they signed into Facebook when they created accounts with Facebook that was more important not having some you know 600 paragraph long uh you know only one lawyer saw it no one reads it type privacy policy that no one can really understand very important that pe- that companies do this, and I think it's uh, more becoming more relevant and more of an issue today, especially with Apple. Uh, Apple has a great privacy policy. I think what they're doing is perfect. I think Tim Cook is a great leader for Apple. He, uh, I don't think he's really done anything, in my opinion at least, anything wrong with for the company. The company's been doing uh, really well, actually. Uh, right now, the, the stock is, is sitting at uh, about $209.69, up uh, 0.82%, 0.39%. Uh, it's been up uh, about 24% almost. Uh, from year to date, and uh, they just traded. They began trading their ex dividend uh, on on the tenth of August, and uh, I believe yeah, there's a seventy three uh, cent dividend that'll be paid to shareholders uh, on the oh that yesterday thirteenth. Uh, any anything else? I believe that uh, that's it. Um, they, Trump basically fired arbit- or filed arbitration. Omarosa says she has more tapes. If there is something that is more relevant to actual politics that comes out from Omarosa, other than Trump just basically, you know, re- that just, you know, re-echoing or echoing what Kelly said about getting her fired, I mean, if there's anything more politically relevant that comes out, I would really care more. But right now, to be honest, I don't care. I literally, I don't care at all about this whole Amarosa story. It's, it's a huge deal that she recorded it with an external recording device in the Situation Room of the White House. Uh, but, uh, you know, the subject matter of the conversation was nothing terribly sensitive. But However, she does say that she has tons of more tapes that are more grueling. She said that in an interview at NBC. She didn't, she threatened to release them, but she doesn't want to do it if they take legal action, and they're taking legal action, so I don't know if, we'll, we'll continue to follow it. It's really one of those stories you gotta keep up with, and if she goes to jail or something, or, I don't know, she's really just hungry for the money, it seems like, uh, you know, asking people to buy her book, getting paid the high, one of the higher, or the highest possible salary within the White House, um, you know, it's kind of concerning, but... I mean, I think th- that's uh, it. Oh, and by the way, I do want to point out that 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 song that you heard in the beginning it was called uh, "Journey," I believe, by Joysick. I believe that's correct. If it's not, let me know. 
because I want to definitely cite that. If it's not, we'll have it in the show notes uh, as the correct one. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna let's see what what we have a huge library of songs here. Let's see if we can uh, uh, close out the show today. On the live stream and on the podcast, we made it a little bit short, probably about uh, 25 minutes. It's 3.07 here on the Jay Doherty Podcast. When you hear the wind blows through you're listening to Let It Fall by Orensky. From VNCM once again. I'm Jay Doherty. It's the Jay Doherty Podcast, 308 a.m. Tuesday, August 14th. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you did, continue to listen. It's on uh, iTunes. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher Radio, Podbean, uh, Google Play, I believe we're on. We're on uh, j-doherty.com. We're on WordPress. If you want to listen to that to us there, please do. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, I, I'm pretty much a one-man uh, band over here, <laughs> so I produce a podcast. I edit them. I do all of the uh, behind-the-scenes technical stuff, but I do get some uh, advisories from from other media things that might be telling me or emailing me stuff, uh, uh, you know, stories and other things like that. Hopefully, we'll get some more interviews on uh, later throughout the year. It's a great track you're listening to, Arensky. Let it fall. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. We have news rundowns every week if you want to listen to those. We talk about the news, which is basically a quick rundown of everything you need to know in the world uh, very quickly. Hopefully under seven minutes is my goal every time. Uh, but yeah, this is the Jay Doherty Podcast. I'm Jay Doherty. Please consider subscribing to the podcast if you like it. And I think i got to get out of here. It's 310 Tuesday, August 14th. Let me know what you think about that new intro. All right, bye.